Hello there, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hi, Hello. Nisha. Hi. Uh, we're on Podcast 76, uh, Leonardo uh, da Vinci's drawings. Yes. Nisha, tell us about them. Um, well, I kept going back to the National Gallery last year to see these last summer, and I went in multiple times, and there was a real sense for me that I felt like I was missing something, so I had to keep going back to look at them. I think he's somebody that I've always resonated with because there's the science brain and the creative artist brain, and there's very few people who have both of those things. I've only met actually one person in my life who was as into um, painting and ceramics as well as science and studying science. Okay. So it, there's, there's not that many people I've met who study science to that kind of level and then do art to that level outside um, so there, there was that element for me and obviously I always knew that he was dyslexic because he's the examples where he did mirrored writing which I used to do as a child I could write um, upside down and back to front I can still do that as well I can usually read in reverse as well so I was quite drawn to that but I kept going back to look at these drawings because they were very interesting. Obviously, there was a huge um, amount of movement, particularly in the horse drawings. You could really get the sense of how things felt. And he does a whole um, really funny set of drawings on cats, and it's all the caricatures of the cats and the personalities. And there's one like with his hair all standing up on end, you know, where they're just about to fight. And so there was a huge amount of emotion and feeling in his drawings. But then on the one page, you kind of had creative work you had science work and um, astronomy you had a writer where he'd written poems and you had an artist and that was all on the one page so for me like it's it's one of those examples quite often I look up lists of famous people and look up their Myers-Briggs and I quite often don't agree with them Hmm. and he's one I definitely don't agree with he's billed as being an ISTP or an INTP hmm. which is a very science brain and I really feel that he's either an INFJ or an INFP um, and I've always felt that because he has a massive amount of multiplicity and in fact I, I wrote an article a few years ago on the fact that I felt that he had ADHD in the sense that there was a sense of him trying to do so many different things all at once hmm. and that sometimes the concept and the and the ideas were meant more to him than actually finishing projects, that there was an awful lot of work that he never quite finished, which would be kind of how you'd sort of think about somebody with ADHD. You'd sort of think about the fact that they don't have the focus or the attention to detail. Mm. Um, so for me, that doesn't go with his personality type that's being picked out for him. So, uh, so I think that's, mm. that's quite interesting. And why would they have chosen that personality type for him? What would they have seen and what do you see that's different? I think they see that they see him as a scientist um, and, and specifically having a science brain and an engineering and, a, and, a, and an, an, in, an innovator and a designer. Mm. Um, and I think that's why I think about personalities very differently. I think about the way that people work and the sort of emotions within their work and the way that they process the world rather than what box they go into. I don't just think that all scientists work like this. Mm. And for me, he's not just a scientist. Mm. Like he was, like, one of those people is exceptionally screamish and there is no way that they would have done the sort of dissections that he did in mm. order to study human anatomy. Mm. So that first start tells me that it, it's, it's a bit kind of crazy. Okay. Um, the other thing I read about him recently um, 
it appears that he was probably vegan as well. So he he would have had very um, strong views on on his own well-being and how he ate and that sort of thing, which brings us back to a podcast we recorded before, which is also quite interesting. So it really doesn't go with what people are picking out for him um, in, in that way. And I, and I do find it very interesting that a lot of the time that the Myers-Briggs for famous people online is quite often wrong. And I quite often don't agree with it. Okay, um, um, but why is that? Why are they wrong? Are, are they not looking into it? You know, the way you would say, you know, he there, there was he there was a part of him that was very science based, but also another part of him that was equally creative. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think that we think about things in the in the same way. Most most Myers Briggs is done on a questionnaire, and I find this very funny because every so often it'll do the rounds where there's an article, and you'll find everybody on your Facebook does the questionnaire, and they all get it wrong which I sit there and go, no, you're not that. But I find that quite <laughs> entertaining, but I never comment on it. Mm. But but it is, it's this questionnaire and going in a box. Mm. And you don't always have objectivity to answer the questions, depending on what your personality is. Mm. And you really don't think about how you process the world or the emotional part to it. You just think almost a skill set or a job title, and I should fit in that box. So it would be fair to say that... Um, the personality types are, are correct that these personality types um, exist, but how we define ourselves to a particular personality type hasn't been um, perfected yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't really feel it has, and certainly we. And, and I suppose that's the difference between my work. Yeah, it's it's the way that people go about tasks. I always mm. say that it doesn't matter what environment you grow up in; mm. it, your personality determines how you react to it, mm. um, as well. So that that's a whole part of it as well. Mm. And I am working on the notes for us to do a, a nature versus nurture mm. podcast, which really brings that to the fore mm. as well. So yeah, so I I think in some ways that's why I was drawn to the the, the, the drawing so much because I kind of felt that there was a whole other more far more complex person mm. and I would probably lean towards him being INFJ because that is a very complex personality type and it's the one that people most want to be in one sense but the people who are it never want to be it and it's the one that's most misdiagnosed because people see INFJs for instance as being very extrovert when they're not at all um, so there's there's huge contradictions and huge, huge complexities within that personality and huge layers and huge diversity. And how can people see them as extrovert if they're not? Um, Obviously they display some sort of... They're, they have a huge um, feeling component to them and when they are with people, they're the life and soul of the party and they people really connect with them. Like I, I kind of joke, like I, I'm always really memorable. Mm. which I find really annoying. I can't go anywhere twice. Like, the most random people remember me. You know, it, I can never be anonymous. It's, it's, and I find myself walking into a, into a space and people will all stare at me and all look at me and mm. they don't even quite know why they do that. It's a bit disconcerting. And I find it particularly with, um, I have a baby magnet, and babies will just stare at me. Completely stare out. Stare but that out could be me. for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anyway, but all I know they is like... It's scared of it's like, it's like, I, it's like I, I have little beacon that I beam out. But, but occasionally I'd actually quite like to be anonymous. Um, the, other, the other really interesting part in his drawings is that I realised that they're written on the page in all different directions. Mm. 
And this was the thing that I needed to see in the drawings. Because I realised that when I write, if I want to write neatly and write in a straight line across the page, I actually need to turn my notebook at a 180 degree angle to the way that I'm writing, which is counterintuitive. And I watch a lot of students that I work with do this. And I watch their parents straightening up their books or straightening mm. up the page, which they shouldn't do. And I've actually got special paper now with the lines going in all different directions for some of the sessions. So because dyslexics um, think in several different planes mm. and think differently, um, they actually write better if they write in more planes, um, okay. which, which, is, which was a fascinating discovery for me last summer. So yeah, so that, that, was, one, that was one of the, the key things I, I needed to see in those drawings. Hmm. And what about the the difference in the personality types again? Um, the one that you have um, assessed that he is. Yep. Right. Um, how how different is that to the one that they have assessed he is? Oh, they're night and day. Okay. They really are. Like they're 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 night and day. The, in in every sense, there's there's so many things that he's done that he would he would never feel comfortable doing. Um, they're a completely different way of processing the world. Uh, the personalities that they've picked are a very linear black and white personality for him. Um, they're all the things that make great science researchers. Um, and you know, they're, they're the questioning element, and there is a different type of mapping skill with them, and that's that side of things. But in, in terms of how they would actually function as people there night and day. Okay. So do you think... Um, and I wouldn't expect to see the sort of um, emotional representation of animals on the page, for instance. Mm. So then somebody trying to figure out their own personality type can't really depend on, on the questionnaires, really? No. So they would have to then depend on, say, someone like you to... Yeah, because is. I mean, like I've often been doing things, and I said to you one time, "What type of personality?" And you said, "You're this, this, and this." And I went, "Okay, right then." <laughs> so, but you need to—it needs to be a lot more than a questionnaire. So, yeah. obviously, like as as a life coach myself, pe- people would say to me, "You know, how are you? How, what's your biggest skill? Are your greatest skill?" And I would say that I, I'm intuitive, and I can read body language very well, and I know when somebody's keeping a secret from me. So, none of that can be learned. No. So, so is that how you? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, I don't know. I seem to have some sort of inbuilt X-ray powers. Yeah, I, 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 I don't quite know the word for it. Really. Do you think? Do you think Da Vinci, based on his, on his life, based on his personality, made huge mistakes or was misunderstood a lot because of his? Um, I think. I think he must have been quite lonely. Hmm. Um, I. I feel that he was quite visionary and quite far ahead of his time. I also, the other reason I think that he's an INFJ is because he wrote a letter at one stage to the current king and there was ten, it was a 10 point plan in what I can do for you um, and why you should employ me. And most of it was quite strategic. It was around bridge building and mm. I can build you these um, you know, machinery for battles and that mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so nine of the ten points were to do with what he thought the king wanted to hear. And the tenth point was the sculpture he actually wanted to create and build. <laughs> and so he got he got employed based on this letter and he got to build his sculpture. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that, that that's quite INFJ. Mm. Um, and how was he viewed? 
And by, by the public or by, by, not even by his peers, but by people who came into contact with him, would he have been seen as... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to dredge out of my, out of my memory because it's about two years ago since I read a biography on him. And um, I, I think, if I remember rightly, he was an, an, an illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. So it's quite, um, it's quite astounding, actually, that he went as far in life as mm-hmm. he did from that. And he had very little education. Um, and again, there was a sense of creating opportunities for himself and getting himself into the right set of people and doing the right things, um, which again was something that I would expect an mm. INFJ to do. And I would, he was um, hugely high achieving at young ages and that sort of thing. So there's a, there's a lot in his personality profile I can see, which makes me think about him very differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I mean. Again, your circumstances in your environment, your personality determines how mm. you react to them. Because um, mm. he certainly wasn't like the golden child who was given everything. Mm. He should have had very little opportunity in life. Mm. Obviously, an awful lot of his personality was entwined in his drawings. Then, yeah, the, it was because yeah, because I, I really picked up on it. I, I kept going back to look at them. Mm. You know, so it was it was really there, and it's in the drawings more so. I think a lot of those drawings. Um, are available online um, in the UK. They're part of the, the Royal Collection. Okay. So you can actually look at them online. I wonder, was what, was his drawing um, a form of doodling? <laughs> Even though they, you know, they would be yeah, considered, but that he could be more free-minded when he was doing them or... Um, well, there's there, yeah, and, and that was something else I picked up on. Like, he was highly visual and really mapping out his ideas. Mm. Um, and, and the most disturbing bit was that someone had actually trimmed the drawings and cut off parts of them. Okay. <laughs> At some point when they owned them and you kind of, like, wince, you know, when half of the solar planet has been chopped off <laughs> <laughs> to make it fit in the frame nicer. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So any anything else you'd like to add to? Nope. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that was our podcast for today. 76 Leonardo da Vinci's drawings. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.